0: everybody, welcome to today's edition of the 7investing podcast. My name's Luke Hallard, I'm lead advisor at 7investing, where it's our mission to empower you to invest in your future. We do that by providing monthly stock recommendations for our premium members and educational content that's freely available to everybody. I am delighted to be joined on the pod this week by Brad Freeman, better known as Stock Market Nerd on Twitter where he has 50,000 followers. That's an impressive number. And Brad churns out pearls of investing wisdom on a daily basis. I'm a big fan, actually, Brad. And it's a delight to connect with you personally today.
1: Well, the feeling is mutual. I'm, I'm a big fan of UN7 investing as well. So really happy to talk about stocks as always. As my, as my Twitter handle would indicate, Stock Market Nerd. I, I love talking about this stuff. So really excited to get going.
0: Very good. And Brad, we're going to dip into a stock today that I think you added to your portfolio just a couple of months ago. And I, I was really intrigued by your deep dive. Now this is a company I know a little bit about. We're gonna talk about Match Group. And you know, on these podcasts, we normally do a bit of a disclaimer and you know, blah, 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 this is not financial advice. I'm gonna give a bit of a different disclaimer for this one, just in case my wife is listening. I wanna go on record. I know nothing about modern dating applications other than like swiping on my buddy's phones. I. I have never used Tinder myself, although I did create, and I, I actually remember this as I was prepping for our chat today. Back in my computer science degree, back in the mid 90s, I actually created a dating sort of prototype app, like a program, and that was my computer science final degree. And so, in some ways, I think I was a bit of a pioneer in the space, but clearly the space has massively overtaken me. So, I'm really looking forward to hearing all about Match Group from you today.
1: Yeah, excited to talk about it. I mean, to skate where the puck is going is generally where i like to to invest and in, in that just it that meets the bill here very much so and we'll get into why i think that uh a lot
0: before we get into match group do you mind if i ask you a bit of a personal question as a bit of an icebreaker would you mind telling seven investing listeners about your wildest dating story
1: sure so uh, uh ha- happy to do so um so in undergrad i went to the university of michigan um, I'm, I'm 24. So, so this is only, we're only two years removed from this. Um, and, and there's a social club or whatever you call it fraternity traditions, where you, you, you get set up with somebody and you go out for a night and it's supposed to be fun. And, and it, it, it's, it's interesting how, how infrequently it turns out to be fun, but it's supposed <laughs> to be fun. Um, and, uh, so one of the times, a a, a female who I was going out with, uh, for the evening who we knew each other kind of, but not super well, she came and showed up just belligerently had had it having drunk too much. So, um, and, and, just like running around the room and screaming and yelling. And so I was the responsible adult and took the bottle away from her immediately. And, and, but I mean, the damage had already been done. She, she had made up her mind that she was, she was showing up to that evening. Um, in, in a different, in a different kind of state of mind. So, um, I played the role of babysitter for about four hours and then, uh, sent nice. her back to her friends and, and that was it. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's not my favorite evening, but, but now one that we can look back and, and laugh at.
0: Well, I, I bet your mom's super proud of you for that uh, sterling <laughs> behavior.
1: Yeah, <she's, laughs> say, I've had a
0: couple of dates that have finished that way, which is usually me running around like a drunken lunatic. <laughs> I've never started the date that way.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. My mom is probably listening to this just smiling, proud. And that's my boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that stuff.
0: Awesome. Well, let's get into Match Group. Maybe for folk who may not have heard of Match Group, I'm sure they've heard of some of their properties. Who are match group? What do they do?
1: Sure. So match group is, um, it is online dating. So they, they are, they are the bellwether within that industry. So their, their main title, which, which is the number one dating app in the United States and the UK and, and Germany and all these places is Tinder. Um, so I'm sure, um, a lot of, a lot of the listeners are familiar with that swipe left, swipe right, um, pay for an, an upgrade to make my profile seen by more people. Um, pay for unlimited swiping, things like that. A lot of a la carte features that is the main, um, that is the main app, but it is far from the only app. So hinge is kind of their, their rising star. It's interesting when you look at app Annie, or I think it's called like data.ai. Now they change their name. Um, they, they, they give awesome data, um, together to give them credit where credit is due on, on incremental app downloads and incremental revenue grossing and. And the data, um, again, in these key markets, so the UK, the US, Australia, Germany, France is beginning to see real signs of Hinge becoming that number two dating app, um, in, in the world right behind Tinder. And and it's not just Hinge or or Tinder, it's, um, plenty of fish and pairs and, and match.com, which is what a a lot of us grew up uh, using in terms of dating apps. Um, they, they were generation one of dating, um, and then they kind of morphed into generation two of, of pairs, which is really popular in Japan. And then these swiping apps of, of Tinder and, and Hinge and all of that. And, and now they're, they're currently embarking on another generational transformation that again, I'm sure we'll talk about as, as a nice little teaser later on, but, um, they, they are the market leader. So they own four out of seven of the, of the most popular dating apps globally. They have a 47% market share of dating app downloads globally. Um, in the United States, it's even more dramatic five out of seven, 72% share and talking about skating, where the puck is going, um, online dating revenue is is set to grow out of 13 percent CAGR for the next five years. That's actually accelerating from 12.7% over the last five years. So growing quickly, accelerating, always a nice combination. Um, we also have all these demographic trends, 36% of of adults using dating apps versus 29% year over year, um, 50% of Gen Z and millennials feeling positively about that. And as you go to older and older generations, it, it, that, that number becomes smaller and smaller. So clearly the younger uh, consumers are are beginning to embrace this style more and more, um, but still just 13% of relationships begin online. So there is a lot to do. Um, if this is uh, the the shift that I think it is, there's a lot to do to convert that 13%, probably not anywhere near 100%, but a lot higher than it is today. So market leader, um, growing industry, a long track record of success. Uh, it, it just checks a lot of boxes uh, in, in a really easy way. You know, I, I studied companies like good rx and, and upstart, which take me weeks and weeks and weeks to understand, um, these intricate processes. So just reading about match group and the swiping apps, I'm, I'm just, so I'm somewhat grateful about, about, <laughs> to understand. um, but yeah, that, that was, that's really the overarching, um, idea of what match is right now and why that appealed to me so deeply.
0: It's fantastic. When you get a chance to use the, the products of the companies you invest in, you can really understand them um so yeah great if you're if you've been swiping away you've got a really inside view of how some of their properties work i saw yep. interested in have stuff. match on 45 different dating apps is that right
1: yeah it is and it is pretty much a dating app for every single demographic you can possibly think of so single parents who are busy with their children there's a dating app for you uh lgbtq plus community um for certain age groups there's an app for you so they're really trying to establish um tinder and hinge are are these overarching um tens of millions of downloads um global entities and then they're trying to establish these smaller niches these smaller more intimate communities within that by using all these more relevant use cases um and doing so with with an app so that that's why that that's why they have so many apps
0: i've got a bit of a question that i've been pondering and i I think i've seen this i've probably plagiarized this question from somewhere years ago but about this that sort of dating app world and thinking about the business model and i suppose if you've been successful in creating romance creating love like you've lost your customers it's quite an interesting business model where success is um you know you've lost that revenue does that phase you at all as an investor in these companies
1: yeah and and hinge or hinge specifically but but match group overall has really leaned into that idea of i mean their their marketing slogan is designed to be deleted right now so they're they're really leaning into uh Leaning into, Hey, our dating app is more effective. So you don't have to use it as long because it'll work more quickly. So, um, in, a, in an ideal world, um, actually, I think in a non-ideal world for everybody, except for me as the investor in match group, no one would find love until they're 80 years old, but at, <laughs> that's not what I'm wishing upon anybody, but, uh, but yeah, that, that is definitely something to consider. This is not a sat, a SaaS company. Um, you, are not a CrowdStrike where you sign 10 year contracts and, and just renew that after five years. and And, and visibility is, is wonderful guidance. Volatility is, is a great, is a great byproduct of that just because there is so little visibility in terms of usage and it does rely so heavily on a la carte and, and monthly payers, not, not even annual subscriptions. Um, so that is something to keep in mind, which is why I think app AI and, and these, these, um, these services are so important. Um, to kind of not rely on, on quarterly reports where we, we have three months of of trailing data, but we have gross downloads from Android and Apple. We have gross revenue. Um, so just tracking that and, and making sure, but the value proposition for them honestly is doing a better job at connecting people. So while that does translate into more market share, it also translates into a definitely a finite life cycle for the consumer, but th- but that's why things like, um, gen-, gen Z and these younger generations that probably on general have more years to contribute to this, this revenue. That's why I find it so encouraging that as you get younger your your propensity to spend and your propensity to to consume these dating apps is higher and higher um just because if if that continues to grow the cohorts uh, of younger consumers will continue to replace and and hopefully those will be larger um and, and it should be a net tailwind but at the same time um for for all the listeners not a saas company um so so the earnings reports are not wonderfully boring like like we we get for all these other saas companies There is some volatility to their top and bottom line
0: and if we think about the competition a little bit then so they own 45 different apps they've got the number one dating app tinder they've got hinge but i think there's a key competitor who are really up there in the top downloads as well and that's bumble and i think there has been some bad blood between bumble and match group um is this real competition or do people or when folk are dating are they generally using multiple apps anyway
1: yeah um to answer your question yes both questions actually yes it is real competition and yes a lot of users are using both uh all i i should say tinder hinge and bumble um those are really really the big three uh but i mean and bumble just raised several hundred million dollars in an ipo so they just they just became even more formidable competition and even more deep pocketed competition Uh, a lot of people are probably familiar with it but just if you're not their uh approach to dating is that the woman has to make the first move so you match And then the woman has to respond first and then the conversation can sort of get going really passionate founder really bright founder um really capable founder i I almost like uh having bumble as this second formidable competitor to kind of can keep this aggregate marketing engine churning so they're they're marketing their dating apps and will people search for other dating apps and i think i think they actually do feed off of each other more than they more than they care to admit um but uh, at the same time Pinge starting to surpass bumble and these really key countries and just showing that match group is not a one trick pony, but far from it and, and is beginning to not have one in three in terms of uh, top three apps, but one in two, which, which is just, uh, it's, it's impressive, especially considering we are coming off of the heels of Bumble's massive cash raise where they are sinking their teeth heavily into growth. And still we have Inge growing at a rate of 70% a year at a, at a base that started to get a lot bigger, um, that, that is now number two, um, in the market. So. Yes, the competition is there. Um, yes, I, 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 they, they like to say mean things about each other. Um, and, 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 I, I think we see that across various industries. I mean, uh, Sentinel one and, and CrowdStrike love to say they are so mean to each other, but conversation for another day, but they, they really, they're both, they're, they're both successful companies. They're both doing a great job. And I think there's room for this tide to lift both boats very much. So, um, my is on mash group. Being left at a little bit higher, uh, but, but Bumble's definitely formidable competition.
0: Well, and if I just think back to that stat you shared a few minutes ago, it, did you say 13% of relationships start online at the moment? That's a yep. huge. You know, there's still a massive market to be captured there, and Absolutely. you know, arguably, you could almost take a really dumb approach to any market if you see if you see a market that's so young and growing into a massive total addressable market, you could just bet on like the winner, and you're going to do pretty well most of the time.
1: Yeah. And and I think the other source of competition before we move on was, was Facebook. So Facebook is going to create this dating app and it's going to be really scary. Facebook builds this sense of familiarity within a community where you're, you're interacting with, with friends and you're interacting with family members and cousins, um, in a way that you don't really want to be interacting with friends and family members and cousins when you are anonymously looking for, um, something romantic. Um, so that those two use cases don't merge or don't match as well as maybe some naturally thought they would, which is why I think Facebook has been so slow and had so much trouble with this. I own Facebook. I love the company. I I think Zuckerberg is a phenomenal CEO, despite all the polarization, but they have, they have swung and miss uh, within dating. And I think that's why
0: let's talk about financials a little bit, because I'm quite keen to understand how match group and I suppose their competitors too, how they all actually make money.
1: You you have that, uh, traditional subscription model where you pay to kind of promote your profile and 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 tinder payers is a large part of their revenue where um you again you can boost your profile and be seen by a lot of people in the next hour or 24 hours um you you can you can do things like uh, there, there's a finite amount of swipes that you can have for the old day and you can uncap that um but they're they're really trying to move um more into a la carte purchasing and, and more into purchase as you go to kind of lower uh, the barrier to pay um to kind of create perfect pricing discrimination so that Um, if my propensity to spend is $6 and and a subscription is $7, then I'll buy something that's worth $5 instead, or or that that's a very oversimplified example, but, um, but I think that it gets the point across so that that's really where they are going. And if you think about, um, kind of this, this metaverse future, and, and I, I think, um, remains to be seen what that will look like, but it, but it, but if we're interacting in communities, um, virtually, which, uh, um, again, remains to be seen how, how real that will be. Um, mass group wants to be a very real part of that. Think about personal expression and how important that is, um, in the dating world and, and clothing or whatever. Um, and, and, I, and I, I could say roll my eyes and say, this is silly, but people are playing Fortnite and spending a lot of money on, on wardrobes and whatever they spend their money on there. So clearly the propensity to spend is there right now. And match group really wants to become more part of that, that a la carte purchasing, both in terms of, uh, I'll buy one boost at a time instead of one month at a time. And then also in terms of um opening new payment use cases for self-expression within the metaverse when you're not looking at somebody on a screen but you're kind of immersed with that person in some virtual world which um i i i I know that there are there's a large chunk of listeners who are just cringing like i don't want to be in the metaverse and 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 i want to be in the real world and i just have to say i agree with you i think this metaverse thing is really weird but um (laughs) but i've been wrong about video games and all this stuff so i'm kind of just embracing being wrong here Um, And and understanding that I'm in the minority when I think that sounds a little far-fetched because clearly most people are
0: interested. That's interesting, Brad. And we're talking about pricing there and how match group make money. And I've seen some stuff in the press recently that hints at some controversy around their opaque pricing policies. And I suppose it could almost make sense, but you can get a lot of trouble for um, being prejudiced against maybe older people like me, right? Charging them more to be on a dating app. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah. Um, and, and I think so specifically, uh, for, for context, they were charging more for subscriptions for their users in some countries that were over 29 years old. And then below that age, they were, they were charging less. And I think it's just interesting. I mean, pricing discrimination is in, in industries like airlines is, is not only legal, it is encouraged. So, but that, that's not an excuse for, for breaking the law in in a different industry. So (laughs) I'm not, not condoning law breaking and, and you, and price discrimination when it's illegal. Um is obviously not okay. Um to me, uh, this seems like a lot of bark and and not a ton of bite. match group is is going to have to to play ball with regulators and, and and that could weigh on margins. But just along the lines of the regulators, there are a lot of margin tailwinds coming um from 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 global regulators around the world just in terms of app store fees and all of those things. So um it seems like they've they've kind of appeased regulators and 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 are starting to play ball. Um there there are some continuous lawsuits that 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 keep popping up and, and I will keep my eye on that, but but as of right now, more so of a yellow flag for me than a red flag. Um and not really anticipating it to turn into a red flag, but I could always be wrong. I um, mean it could always get to that point. Um so just keep an
0: eye on it. Brad, you know, it could become a red flag when you become older than twenty nine yourself and you're paying more.
1: Exactly. I will <laughs> I will I will uh I will strike when I have to spend hundred dollars <laughs> on right. my at 30.
0: You mentioned the app store fees there, and I saw something about um, Google either coming down hard or giving a break to Tinder. What's happening there?
1: Sure. Um, so they kind of said that they were gonna they were gonna give ever dating apps a break, and then they haven't really moved uh, all that quickly on, on doing so. Um, but just I, so Korea um, and the Netherlands, shout out to both of those uh, both of those places because they are really at the forefront of, of making Google and making Apple and, and these app store, how, how poorly they, they behave in some cases and, and how they force people to, uh, plug into their payment solutions so that they have to pay a 30% fee. Um, and, and, and there's a lot of rising antitrust, uh, momentum. And, and then in Korea and Korea and the Netherlands specifically, they are now actively fining Google and, and Apple, um, for not listening to them on saying you, you have to stop, um, favoring certain apps. You have to stop mandating payment plugins. You have to stop charging 30%, um, for this, for this service. Um, I think we can all agree that 30% is a pretty lofty level. I mean, obviously Apple and Google provide wonderful incremental demand and they deserve to fetch a, a nice fee, but 30% and 0%. There's some middle ground there that I'm sure we can find. Uh, but Mass Group pays hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars a year to Apple and, and, and to Google in terms of app store fees. Um, so this, any movement here, which, which still speculation, but it's becoming more and more real speculation every single week, any movement here would just be a wonderful driver to, to gross profit margin expansion, and then just feed down to EBITDA margin and net income margin expansion. Um, but, but really, really excited to see where that plays out. Management, um, is, is confident it will happen and, and is, is just will not tell us a date, which I'm, I'm happy. They will not tell us a date because they, they can't control regulators. So um that's the one thing they should be letting happen to them um and and they are and, and hopefully that momentum continues to to be positive like it has been so recently
0: yeah it sounds like it's a it's an interesting bit of optionality the kind of tailwind that they could have financially in the future and i know uh, in other verticals um companies are challenging google and apple around those fees so you know you'd think if if those are regulated down it's going to benefit everybody
1: yeah they're they're epic games uh, Just give him, give Sweeney a high five because he's really, um, he's been the advocate here for, for fair, for fair play in the app store. Um, Mm -hmm. match group has really glommed on to them. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's for, for seven investing, um, listeners, even if you don't own match group, there are so many companies that pay so much money in app store fees. Um, and and I just think as these fees come down, we're, we're, we're all gonna be pleasantly surprised how many positions in our portfolio are seeing this margin tailwind all of a sudden. Um and, and and so yeah, I, I'm excited for it. No clue when it's gonna happen. Um, but it's becoming increasingly likely that it is going to happen eventually, especially because we have Microsoft and Facebook that are now actively debuting app stores with no fees. I mean, it's hard to think that you you have trillion dollar competition that can do that while you still fetch thirty percent. Um, even if public market forces don't force that down, I think private market competition might.
0: Yeah, good point. Great point. You know, I'm I'm looking forward to the day when I don't have to raise the specter of the pandemic. But it's still fresh in our minds, and in fact, someone I was vacationing with just last week has gone home and got COVID. Right? It's it's we're still in the pandemic, pretty much. So, um, dating is really interesting, I think, in the pandemic, though. And I don't know the answer to this, but in your view, was the pandemic good or bad for Tinder and Hinge and all those different apps?
1: The the answer is 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 quite um is quite mixed because so pandemic struck uh, United States and and these and these Western nations were were. Um, where match group currently does most of its business and audiences and, and, and screen time went up, um, just like Facebook and, and Pinterest and all these other places. These services got a FaceTime boost, but at the exact same time, while their traffic was going up, the propensity to spend from all of these, um, these new users was, was tanking, absolutely tanking because they knew, well, I'm, I'm swiping, but I'm not gonna go meet this person in, in real life. So I'll just keep swiping and why would I pay anything? Um, to increase my chances of meeting somebody when I when I can't meet them. Um so that has really um, played out in, in terms of user growth that was still sort of healthy, um, but but revenue growth that's been been somewhat underwhelming. I mean last quarter year over year revenue growth uh, 24%, Q2 2019 year over year growth 46%, zoom forward to 2020, 15%, zoom forward to 2021, 26%. So there's clearly this um th- this slowdown in terms of monetization that's beginning to revert. But then we have to realize that, that this is a global company. So, um, they're in South Korea now with, with a hyper uh, connect acquisition. They're in Japan and all these other places that are not at the same place as the United States, um, in the pandemic recovery curve. So it's going to be very, it's going to be very strange, uh, in terms of normalization because one country will, will be normal. And, and even within the United States, I mean, that the hit that Tinder saw in, in new, in New York city was was um astronomically large compared to florida or compared to um a, another uh more socially conservative state um so it, it was just it, it was very strange in, in a region by region area um the impact that mm-hmm. they got and and their and the recovery curves they're seeing have been different in every single geography but then you listen to their their cfo uh chat in in, in investor conferences and and use the word conservative about eight times in in, in three paragraphs just saying We've been head faked with with these with these recoveries and these variants so many times that we we have a little bit of stage fright in in assuming any kind of normalization. So they've been very very conservative in their 2022 guidance uh, and a wink wink nudge nudge to investors that if if things don't go super poorly, there is some upside here. Teladoc, Zoom, uh, DocuSign, massive beneficiaries of this pandemic. Uh, Royal Caribbean, uh, Boeing, um, Marriott terrible for them and match group i think is somewhere in the middle where it leaned positive because eventually hopefully these new users will turn into pairs when things get normal but in in the heat of the moment it wasn't nearly as positive as it was for uh some of those other aforementioned companies
0: you mentioned an interesting company though i know we'd like to talk about today and you talked about the um acquisition of hyperconnect do you say that was in korea what's that all about
1: yeah um so hyperconnect it gets, it gives Match a few things. So first of all, um, it is, so it's a South Korean firm. They bought them to accelerate expansion into social discovery. So to branch beyond um, dating into other social use cases. So it works well within um, where Match Group is wanting to go. Most, the vast majority of their revenue generation is in, um, is, is in APAC, uh, which is not really where Match is right now. So highly comp- complimentary from a geography perspective. Um, uh, but it's really a large social apps for, for streaming audio and for streaming video. Um, so yes, th- these user bases are, are a key part of, 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 what the success is going to look like for this acquisition. But at the same time, they are taking this audio and video technology, um, that they're currently outsourcing to third parties. And they're now internalizing this for match.com for Tinder, for Hinge, and for all of these services that are not only making the interface more smooth and more reliable, but it's also cutting third party costs for match group by not having to pay somebody else like a zoom or, or, or a private label, uh, vendor to kind of provide these services so that they're now able to, uh, again, in- internalize that, um, the other thing that, that HyperConnect has, uh, that, that Mash group wanted access to was a, an innovation incubation arm where, where they really focus a lot of their time. They're they're somewhat of a startup in this light, even even though they're a lot bigger than than startups. I mean, 1.7 billion is not is not a startup, uh, but uh, they they really focus heavily on R and D, and they're building out these virtual worlds uh, for 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 social experiences and for dating. That 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 and we talked about the metaverse and where and Hinge and Tinder think the market is going. Um, that kind of gives them a key seat at the table in terms of where the market is going in their view. Um, so that they don't have to kind of, um, organically develop this all internally. They have this, this wonderful base of, of, of IP and also this wonderful base of engineers who they continue to just say very nice things about, which they better be saying nice things about it if they bought the company. Um, but, but just a lot of assets that they got, um, in, in terms of what, what they wanna be in the future. And that is really what HyperConnect is being. So transitioning into social discovery, being more involved in, 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 a, on, on Asia, being more involved in a la carte monetization we talked about different speeds of pandemic recovery curves and in japan and in south korea they're a little bit behind us um so hyperconnect has struggled a little bit in terms of last few quarters of results uh but we we got we got the the nod from cfo gary swindler that um there's been an inversion in performance and an inflection higher um things are starting to recover things are starting to normalize they're happy with the performance all that stuff um and and also uh the pandemic is, has slowed their ability to to onboard this video and audio technology to other, all these other apps. I mean think about South Korea um, is is halfway around the world from the United States where where Match group is based. It just made things a little bit more complicated um but but it, we seem to be past that complication um, so it should be it should be a, a much a much more uh, uniformly positive driver going forward.
0: I guess a big benefit in being match group um acquiring companies with those kind of technologies suddenly you can plug them into all 45 for different dating platforms if you're a bumble it's a bit harder to make the, the financials work for that kind of acquisition
1: absolutely absolutely yeah i think that's a great point
0: so brad i was reading your uh, write-up of match group a month or two ago and i think you mentioned something quite interesting called festival mode in tinder what the hell is that all about
1: Yeah, it's a great segue from hyperconnect and and social discovery. So festival mode, they, they have a wedding mode too, where, where they're just creating these, um, these social discovery use cases where I want to meet somebody, but, um, maybe I want to meet somebody for a casual wedding date where I don't have anybody to take and I don't really want to be alone. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll use Tinder and, 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 and people understand going, going into it, that that's what I want. Um, or festival mode where maybe I'll, I'll group myself with some other friends. And and we want to meet other people at a festival. So there's a group of th- this, these four people who look fun, and oh, we'll match with them. And and so that that's really uh, Tinder and, and their Explore page is, is kind of um, the concrete manifestation of this of Tinder trying to expand um, their reach from just dating and 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 ro- romantic interactions to more social discovery and, and moving upstream in, in, in this process, so that they can they, they can enhance frequency of usage of their platform, so they can grow monetization and use cases and do all of these things. So they see um, they see social discovery and socialization as a natural kind of ancillary branch from where they are right now. And I have to agree with them at this point, um, which is, again, hyperconnect. why Why that's such an important acquisition for them, because it just gives them two very concrete examples of what social discovery looks like in a successful manner, um, and it gives them a lot of the, the assets they need to pull this off.
0: Now, that's really cool. Um, and suddenly you've opened up this huge world that isn't about romance and love and dating. It's about just making connections, having fun, maybe having like a fantastic afternoon, weekend, whatever it might be. So that's uh, you can imagine that's an enormous total addressable market. It made me think a little bit about an interview I heard with Airbnb CEO, Brian Chesky, a few months ago, I think at Recode Decode, and he was talking about some stuff he's got in the pipeline for Airbnb, where he wants to use um, homes and experiences to also kind of connect people who might be... In vicinity of each other, maybe doing something, doing experience together, and helping people just you know get to know each other a bit more and have a kind of realer experience, perhaps.
1: I, I read about that. Something like, um, I'm I'm a really good chef, so I, I could share my house, but I'm I could also share two hours of my time and teach you how to cook, sort of thing. Yeah. I think that was just a, a really cool idea, and and yeah, a good point.
0: We've gone all over the map with uh, with Tinder and with Match Group. Um, maybe as we sort of bring it together. So I know you made. Your first investment in Match Group, just what was it? End of January, start of February. Yep. So, and you've given us a good sense of the financials already, actually. But how how do you normally operate in your portfolio? Is that like a starter position, or are you now fully invested and you're going to kind of sit back?
1: Sure. So, uh, it is gap profitable and free cash flow positive. So, for me, when when companies are gap profitable, um, when they're not burning through cash, the maximum allocation I will have um, is six percent of my my overall portfolio. When I start a position, um, how big or how much today is based on the valuation of the company, um, for match group, when I started the position, um, it's, it's about, it's probably a 16, 17, 18% compounder on the top line. And then a little bit of margin expansion. So close to 20% earnings compounder on the bottom line. And it's still trading around, um, 40 times this year's earnings, uh, probably closer to 30, just based on all of this conservative talk from their guidance. Um. so it's still it's still not i mean it's not cheap um it's not expensive either um 1.5 peg ratios is not ridiculous so for me when when i when i have that kind of sort of opinion um i'll buy 50 percent of a position um on on day one um and, and and start half full um and then just wait for mr market because when, when you invest in these disruptors these innovators these market share leaders these growth companies there will be fits in the market and there will be opportunities to to add at a peg ratio closer to one or an earnings multiple closer to twenty five, so just waiting for any kind of multiple compression to get an even better deal that I that I just got um, at with the fifty percent position. Um, in worst case scenario, the stock just goes up forever and, and never goes back down, and and I make less money than I would have otherwise. And and that is that is a risk I am willing to accept. Match Group, if you want to just go up in a straight line for the rest <laughs> of your life, I, I will forgive you. I promise. Um, but but yeah, so it's about half full uh, right now. Um, and it's, I mean, 10 times sales, but 28 times EBITDA, the margins are just so good for this company, um, that the sales multiple will probably remain um, elevated. But at the same time, um, I, I love, I mean, that peg ratio is, is one of my favorite metrics, um, and 1.5, uh, for not a mature growth company, but not a hyper growth company is not cheap, but it's, I mean, it's not expensive, but it's not cheap. It's somewhere in the middle. Um, so looking for that to get closer to 1.4, I would add some more 1.3, I would add some more, um, just just that that that's kind of the framework i'm using to build up the position
0: well it's great when you uh, you buy a position and if it grows into a full position you didn't have to add any more cash fantastic you got to the same place anyway and it didn't cost you as much as it might have but yeah. uh I, I i like your style and I, I do the same approach i tend to buy in thirds so i'll take like a tiny little piece maybe half a percent one percent just to motivate myself to get under the covers and read the 10q and uh you know understand what's going on but um yeah for me six percent is is kind of my maximum as well on any given position
1: yeah it's it's interesting how many similarities we have um from from our processes. so obviously we're both very smart i mean that's that's the only, <laughs> that's the only takeaway i could possibly
0: <laughs> so brad this has been a fantastic chat and as we wrap things up what, what have we not talked about what's kind of what's happening for match group what's key uh that you think seven investing listeners should also keep an eye on if they're considering opening their own position
1: yeah so um Cryptocurrency, um, another another polarizing topic uh, that that I won't on uh, for, on this call say I love or hate uh, just for the sake of not polarizing anybody. But uh, Matt Match Group or Matt Match Group is, is is coming out with Tinder Coin, so so that that um that's going to be really a this year project of, of for in terms of ramping, and it's called Tinder Coin, but you can really think of it as as kind of a loyalty program um for uh, for a retailer, so just in, um, incentivizing and motivating more activity, more spending on the platform and rewarding you with, with boosts and rewarding you with, um, a free month of subscriptions or whatever it may be. Um, and that is really, um, Tinder's or, or, or Tinder first, but it will be all the apps at some point. It's, it's their way of, of just driving more loyalty, driving more stickiness, driving more engagement and monetization use cases as a result of having you on the platform for longer. Um, and if you have a Tinder coin that can only be spent on Tinder, um, that, that's a natural way to do so. So. Um, they framed it as cryptocurrency, virtual currency. I'd like to frame it as a loyalty program just because I think that's a lot more approachable for me and for most people. Um, and yeah, it's it's another exciting growth lever they have to pull. Um, not to mention the fact that, that these future growth levers are are based on all of these future apps, but we have to I I just I want to give credit where credit is due for Match Group. Um, plenty efficient in Match.com and these legacy apps that they have that that, that kind of they rely on to generate cash flow to feed these other endeavors. They've, they've returned those apps to growth actually. So they were shrinking for a few years and they're now growing at around 5%, 6% year over year. So want to pat um, Gary Swidler and um, the, the executive team on the back for, for, for pulling that off because the, a, a cash cow becomes a lot more sustainable of a cash cow when the top line revenue is not shrinking every single year, which, which it's now not for for these other apps. So um, encouraging that they, that they now have this comfortable um, cash generative item to feed these other projects, not to mention the fact that the balance sheet's pretty darn strong.
0: That's cool. And I guess, you know, they've had so much practice with 45 different apps, right? They've got the model down pat. The 46th one is just going to be, what's our demographic? What's our marketing look like? Bang, off it goes. Yeah. Well, Brad, that was fantastic. I feel like I've got a much better idea of match group. And I didn't think I was going to say this at the top of the episode, but I'm actually now considering a position myself.
1: All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I've just, I've just spent a long time saying so many nice things about the company um obviously that there are risks and and i think we get a uh, you did a great job bringing up that payment discrimination risk facebook could always figure it out and and find a way to to make things really um really work in, in that in that use case in that niche um competition will be coming in full force when you have this really fast growing um demographic tailwind industry um there are always risks and so i know I know people are going to take this as inspiration, as not uh, a permission to go buy a position, but as hopefully inspiration to go learn more and see if if you feel the same way or if you disagree with me. And if you disagree with me, please tell me why. And and I'd love, I'd love to talk with you about it. So, um, so, so that, yeah, uh, just fun talking about match group uh, as always. And, and, and glad to hear that you're, you're not considering. it. so hopefully I've done a decent job explaining.
0: (laughs) You, You certainly have. And if listeners do want to chat to you directly about match group or any other stock, where could they find you online?
1: Sure. So, Twitter handle is stock market nerd, spelled exactly how it sounds. My newsletter, which is one hundred percent free, uh, which comes out every Saturday, you could get you could subscribe to at stockmarketnerd.com.
0: And uh, and I think you've got an interesting company coming up pretty soon, Shopify. That's one I'm super passionate about myself. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what you've got to say about it once you get under the covers there.
1: Yeah, it's uh so so I, you're you're probably sitting on a couple hundred percent gain and 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 value, which is another friend of mine is probably sitting on a couple hundred percent gain as well. So I think I I'm getting in a little bit late. <laughs> I haven't gotten in yet, but um really I, I mean Toby is it, I I there are a few CEOs that I admire more than him. Um, just we have so many years of of reliable compounding data from this company and and, and taking of market share and benefiting. Not, not only from these secular tailwinds, tide raises all boats, but taking incremental market share from those tailwinds and doing better than other people are doing with those tailwinds. Um, so I think they're, they're sinking their teeth aggressively right now into fulfillment and, and logistics and, and that's weighing on the bottom line. But I mean, when, when you're a company that can spend that much money and, and just just to break even, to, to build out your base go go ahead and grow 30% your arrear and break even and and build out your base i mean they're, it's not like they're turning themselves into a cash burner they're just they're they're fortifying their opportunity without e- without even turning back into a cash burner so um exactly. I, know I'm, I know i'm i'm not i'm not saying anything you don't know <laughs> but uh but well, just, saying,
0: i think you're saying i think you're saying something very wise though that the market's kind of forgotten i think the market's forgotten what happened back in the amazon days right when amazon was cruising reinvesting they were generating no profits because they were plowing everything back into their net their own fulfillment network, which is now, you know, massive. Um, and once they turned on the cash machine, you know, crazy, crazy um free cash flow, crazy, crazy profits. And Shopify is falling into that mode now, right? They're starting to invest in their own logistics network. Hey, I don't want to turn today into the Shopify deep dive, but maybe once you've uh, got under the covers and you've maybe opened your own position, maybe we can come back and chat about that company. It's one I'm very happy to swipe right on.
1: Yeah, I, amazing. Two thumbs up on that pun, Um, and we'd <laughs> be happy to talk about it in the future.
0: Great stuff. Well, uh, let's, let's bring it to a wrap. If you're a seven investing podcast listener and you haven't subscribed yet, We're having a pretty special april so this month myself and my other lead advisor colleagues are dropping two stock recommendations for members so 14 fantastic investment opportunities and you will get bang up to the minute due diligence and insight from our expert team i think today's podcast we're recording on the 1st of april but this is going to go out on the 12th of april and if you sign up within a few days of listening to brad and my chat today you can join our friday the 15th of april monthly subscriber call and that's where we're going to release those second recommendations so you join the subscriber call you can dial in live chat to the whole team about our stock picks and past recommendations small spoiler my stock pick for april is not match group but it is related to the heart so swing by seven investing and check us out brad Really glad you swiped right on me and we had a chat today. Really fantastic connecting.
1: Thanks for having me. Great to meet you face-to-face. Looking forward to doing more of these in the future.
0: Thank you.